Well, praise the Lord and good day to you. Welcome to our Bible study that we have every Monday and Thursday morning at 8.30 a.m. Central Time here in my office online. You can watch live on the Pastor Curtis Facebook page or you can watch uh, later on the YouTube channel after we upload it there, Curtis Hutchinson 316. You can also listen to the audio on an app called Spreaker and our channel is for those who have ears to hear. We're also on the podcast app. Uh, we have three or four uh, 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 channels or stations on the iPod app. So you can find us all over the place and I'm glad you're watching whenever you're watching. Grab your Bibles today. We're in Romans chapter 16 on the seventh day of December in 2020. We have gone through Romans verse by verse beginning back in March of 2018 and here we are in the last chapter today and we will begin here uh, at verse 20 this morning. So thankful to be able to share the Word of God. There is no higher calling uh, than to be a minister of the Lord Jesus Christ. That does not make a preacher better than anybody. does not rate them higher, but there's no greater calling to be a minister of the Word of God. No greater function for the Christian than to share the Word of God to your children, among your spouse there in your family, co-workers, friends at school. It's the highest, most important thing on the planet going on. It's, it's above family. It's above everything. I mean, if you get that part right, then the family will be right and everything else will be right. When we begin to exalt family and spouses and money, all these things that we have from the Lord above that which is the direction of the Lord called obedience according to his word, then we, we don't get to serve God, my friends, on our own terms. That's why we have a Bible. No, not just so we'll know, what's, uh, you know uh, what the Bible says. We have the word of God so that we can allow the Holy Spirit to guide our lives into the truth, hear me, the truth of God's word. I hope the Holy Spirit was not given to me or to anyone to do my will, to bring about my will. The Holy Spirit was given to us to show us what Jesus died so we could freely have access to that would magnify His name, glorify our Heavenly Father as we are being conformed into His image and walking according to His will, not that which we decide, that which God has determined. And we need to make sure we get that right. And, 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 and you know, we, we can't just all of a sudden decide, well, you know, I, I think that, that, that the traditions of men have been wrong, so I'm not going, I don't believe in an organized church anymore. The church is so messed up and blah, blah, blah. And believe me, that's a factual statement. The church is beyond what we could ever imagine out of the will of God today. But that doesn't give me a right to start living according to my own terms. I still have the Word of God that directs me to carry out my life in the way that I should see other people carrying out their lives as well. Hallelujah. Not looking for my own special thing that's different from everybody. That'll get me in trouble, praise God. Hallelujah. So Romans chapter 16, this is part 7 of Romans 16. And uh, we just, again, we're excited to be able to share God's Word with you. We're about to uh, get through the entire book of Romans here. Then This is the last chapter, and we're getting near the end of this chapter. 
later and we've got probably this session and one more or two I'm not sure uh, and then we will begin a different book we've covered the entire book of Galatians a year and a half worth uh, a, a year and a half worth of Ephesians and it's all out there and if you want a good Bible study you find that online and you follow verse by verse through that teaching with your Bible in your lap and your pencil and your paper and your heart toward the Lord and you watch what he will do for you. You will be amazed. So Romans chapter 16 verse 20 and here the Bible says, And the God of peace shall bruise Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. Now, let me say something initially about the end of that statement. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. That's simply the Apostle Paul's desire. I can't say the grace of God be with you and make the grace of God function in your life. That when you see the grace of God be with you, written by these men who wrote the Bible, whenever you see that, you know, may the grace of God be with you or the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you, that's their prayer, that's their desire. But it's up to each individual to experience the grace of God. And the way that is experienced, my friends, is through faith in the sacrifice of Christ. No other way does grace come. Galatians 2 and 21 tells us that. There, no other way does grace come, and if grace is not taking place in my life, if I'm not living by grace through faith, then righteousness is nowhere to be found. And that's what we have to be to make it to heaven, and we, we become that when we trust in Christ and His sacrificial work at Calvary for the forgiveness of our sins, but then, at the same time, each day of our lives, our faith must remain in what Jesus there did and that alone so that our fruit can be righteous fruit. Amen. Because, and again, righteous fruit only takes place when we're living by grace through faith. That means by what God does, through what we're believing, the truth, the Spirit of God is able to lead us in and guide us in. You know, the New Testament in Hebrews said, you know, uh, take heed. You need to see the urgency of the Bible says it twice in Hebrews chapter 3. You need to take heed and realize the urgency of today. Today. Yesterday's gone forever. Tomorrow may never come for you and me, my friend, but you have today to resist the opportunity of your heart being hardened where you're not desiring to hear from God or, or you're making up your own things and calling yourself hearing from God. You need to quit doing all that and get serious about the things of God. And that means you're going to have to get in the Word of God and you're going to have to get in prayer and you're going to have to look back to the sacrifice of Christ. If you'll keep those things in the forefront of your mind and if you'll let the Holy Spirit teach you the, the importance of what I just said of getting in the Word, which you're commanded to do as a Christian, <laughs> so don't harden your heart against what God's commanded you to do. Study to show yourself approved. Watch and pray, for you know not what hour the Lord is coming. Think about that. Watch and pray, get in the Word, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to guide you 
as you look back to Calvary because the entirety of the Bible is only going to be seen through faith in the blood. In the blood. I, I love what Moses told the people of God in Exodus. This is such a paramount scripture that was written of old times for us today as an insample. That means the dye, the stamp, the, the resemblance is what that word insample means. These, those things were written for our insamples. And so we need, to, we need to pay attention because whatever happened back then... Today, the church is going to uh, resemble that. And Moses in Exodus 24, after they uh, killed the sacrificial animal, they took half the blood, put it in the basin, or, uh, and then half the blood they sprinkled on the altar. Then they read the entirety of the law, and the people said, We will obey that. And Moses declared, Behold the blood. He didn't say, Behold the words of the covenant. He said, Behold the, blo the blood, which is the covenant I've made with you concerning all these words. See, this, this, this just, it's, it's, it's a billboard, I hope, in your Christian life. And I hope it's a, something that you will allow to become paramount in your heart by the Holy Spirit. That Proverbs 8 and 8 says all God's words are, are in righteousness. All of God's words are in righteousness. And righteousness is only revealed in the gospel. And the gospel is what Jesus, it's who he is and what he did at Calvary. That's the gospel. The good news of Jesus Christ is what he did for you and me at the cross. Hallelujah. So therefore... All the words of the Bible, it is the blood you must have your faith in because the blood of Jesus is what is concerning all the words of God. For only through the shedding of the blood of Jesus comes righteousness at all. That's the only avenue. Not just to declare us righteous upon being born again, but to allow us to bear forth the fruits of his righteousness. God is bringing his people back to this place, those that will come. And I always have to go back to Exodus 32 when the people of God had built a golden calf. Today we can call that golden calf the purpose-driven, the government of 12, the, the words we speak, the, the walk of them, all the, the things, the events, the conferences, the objects of faith that men have brought into the church because either they've not known or they've just flat out rejected the cross as the answer for all things and the only object of faith God has given humanity ever. It's the blood. Hallelujah. It's not just for the forgiveness of sins. That's where we entered in. It's for grace every day of your life. And if your faith is not in the sacrifice of Christ, you're not understanding the Word of God correctly because it's the blood that was offered, the blood of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The blood of Jesus Christ that gave us our peace, that made the God of peace our God of peace. Hallelujah. It's the place where Satan was crushed under the feet of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And every word in your Bible, the blood 
is concerning every word in your Bible because at the shedding of the blood of Jesus, men are born again when they believe in that and that alone. And the people in Exodus 32, you read about the people of God, they built a golden calf. Oh, but so subtly and deceptively, they would also build an altar right beside the golden calf saying, oh, we still believe in the altar. It's us today as the church. Oh, we still believe in the cross, but we also... Anything added to that sacrificial work of Christ is a rejection of the Holy Spirit. It's a rejection. It's a grieving of the Holy Spirit. We have that to look back to as that which would be like it in the New Testament. God is calling His people away from all the fads and all the false teachers for years that have taught wrong things about faith. I hear people all the time talking about Kenneth Hagin and Kenneth Copeland. Those folks didn't have a clue what faith really was. They didn't have, a, they didn't have a, the first iota about the faith of the Son of God. They didn't know, but they wrote many books, many writings, and see, that's how the enemy does. He keeps throwing and throwing and throwing. I, I have a book at home by J.I. Packer who's written many great and marvelous things about justification. And, and there's, it's a book that he's reprinted by J.C. Ryle about holiness. And, 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 and in the book, J.I. Packer reprints of J.C. Ryle, which were two well-known men who wrote many, let me say it again, many wonderful and great truths about justification, how you're saved, how you're saved. But they flat out did not know how to live the sanctified, the crucified life. They did not know how the Holy Spirit works. They didn't know it. Because in this particular book, I have it at home, I've read portion of it to our church here at Crossway. The, the, the author of that holiness portion of that book says it's a scriptural, it's very scriptural to say that you're justified by faith alone. You only believe to be justified. He says in the book, in the book it's written, but it's very unscriptural to say that all you do is believe to be sanctified. And he adds works and he uses James, what James wrote about faith is dead without works because he did not understand. That's talking about the work of the Holy Spirit. Faith is dead if the Holy Spirit's not able to work in you. You need to go back and read that again. If it's, There's a difference between a laborer and a co-laborer. If our faith is not in the cross, we're just laboring. If our faith is in the cross, we're, we're co-laboring. Boy, we need to say that again. There's a difference between a laborer and a co-laborer. Everyone who's not trusting in the cross of Christ alone is just laboring. And it's just them laboring. But those who are trusting in the cross of Christ alone are co-laboring because that's the only avenue the Holy Spirit works within our lives. Romans 8 and 2 tells us that. For the law of the Spirit of life 
in Christ Jesus has made me free from the law of sin and death. Where did that happen? At Calvary. So how does the law of the spirit of life work? In Christ Jesus. The same way that you got saved is the same way you have to live saved. But see, we've been lied to for centuries, not just the past few years, centuries. And I'm not blasting men and their characters. I'm telling you this morning, they just did not know what you have an opportunity to know and to experience and to walk in. Those men went to heaven. They were justified by the blood. But they never learned if they believed and taught that you're sanctified by what you do instead of what you believe because 1 Corinthians 1.30 tells us that Jesus not only became our righteousness and our wisdom and our redemption, but that fourth thing you see in 1 Corinthians 1.30 is that Jesus was made unto us sanctification. You see, He is my sanctification. I don't become sanctified when I work. I become redeemed. I receive the wisdom. I, I, I become the righteousness of God. I become sanctified when I'm trusting in Christ and Him crucified. We need to learn this. I can't help what the men of old didn't have. Think about what men didn't have before Martin Luther showed up. Think about what the last 500 years, what the church didn't have until the message of the cross began to usher back in. And you better know, my friends, the message of the cross, this what Paul the apostle taught and wrote, it's never had a run like it's run right now. It's never had a run like it's run right now. The early church never grabbed a hold of this that Paul taught. You read in Paul writing to Timothy, and at the end of his letter he tells Timothy, Timothy, you know that all those in Asia have turned away from me. Well, who was in Asia? You read about the seven churches in Asia Minor in the book of Revelation. This is the, this is the most exciting time to live for the people of God that will repent and all this talk about prayer, and rightly so, but until people repent, God's people repent, turn, humble themselves and turn from their wicked way, and that's not talking about Jack Daniels and marijuana and sleeping with everybody in town. The wicked way to God is not all that. It's what's causing all that, which is the sin nature ruling. And you might say, well, I don't do all that anymore. But are you trusting in some program and something you are doing? Because that's evil too. See, that's the worst and the most subtle and deceptive that Satan, his tools that he plays in the church that, oh, we don't get drunk and cuss and do all that anymore. Right, but we're trusting in something other than the very work of Christ carried out for us in his death at Calvary. We run all over the country. We'll drive hundreds of miles to hear somebody in another conference thinking this could be it. But it's not the gospel you hear when you get there. You hoped for some mystical and magical something. The power, the Bible says, is in the preaching of the cross. God's calling His people to humble themselves, 
Turn from their wicked ways. Repent. You can't just run into a prayer closet. Start asking God to help your nation, help your family, help your marriage. You got to humble yourself. You got to repent. You got to repent, humble ourselves, turn from our wicked ways. That's me having my faith in my church attendance. That's me having my faith in the words I speak. That's me having my faith in anything other than Christ and what he carried out from, for me at Calvary in his death. Think about that. And the God of peace, the God who made my peace through the blood of his son's cross, Colossians 1.20, shall bruise, shall crush, is what that word means, Satan under your feet shortly. You know the promise was carried out way back, the first promise of redemption after we fell in the Garden of Eden in Galatians 3, I'm sorry, Genesis 3 and 15, where God says, let's go back and read that this morning together, Genesis 3 and 15. It's good to go back and look at that and I will put enmity between you talking about the devil and the woman and between your seed and her seed it shall bruise your head devil it's going to crush your head head speaks of authority that's where the authority the direction the everything comes from the head and and the promise of redemption here is that the seed of the woman that being Jesus Christ that one born of the virgin Mary hallelujah that one women don't have seed but Mary had a seed the incorruptible seed the incorruptible eternal word of almighty God placed in Mary hallelujah said that he your seed your seed her seed's going to bru- going to crush your head but you're only going to bruise his heel you're only going to crush his heel that word heel i looked that up again and, and that word heel means to to uh it means a track like, like a, a track, a footprint track. It means a step. And it, it, really what it's referring to is the enemy is only going to be able to try to trip up, to try to mess up the tracks, the, the, the steps of God in what he would do in his son. And, and Jesus was bruised and wounded for our iniquities, our sins, our wickedness. He, he was bruised there. At Calvary, the the devil, <coughs> sorry, the devil thought he was really doing something through the evil leaders of Israel to crucify him. But what he wasn't aware of, because the wisdom of God, the Bible says that the the, the princes of this world wouldn't have crucified the Lord if they'd have known what was really going on. They didn't know what was really going on when Jesus died. The devil's head was crushed. The power of death was taken away from the devil. Hebrews 2.14. Hallelujah. And Jesus, yes, he was bruised. His, 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 the track he'd been on. But it was, only, it was only a hit. It was only a punch. But Jesus overcame. Hallelujah. The Bible says that was the work of righteousness being carried out for us. And we follow in his steps. We follow in his steps of righteousness, the righteousness that went before him. Hallelujah. So again, that word heal, the heel of Jesus was bruised. The heel of the seed of the woman was bruised. 
That means the track, the, the step, the, the enemy tried to, he actually did. He bruised the, 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 the footprint of Jesus, he, but the footprint of Jesus was righteousness. He was bruised at the cross in death for you and me. Again, the devil, if he'd have known what was really taking place at the cross, the Bible says they wouldn't even crucified him. But Jesus was humbly obeying a commandment he was given. And that commandment he obeyed through humility and weakness would be the door of God's strength being made perfect in every ounce of weakness man would ever experience if they would just come to him, be reconciled to him, and follow him in the footsteps of that righteousness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. So we see here, as we go back to uh, uh, Romans chapter 16, that the God of peace will bruise Satan under your feet. He's already been bruised, and he's already under the feet of Jesus. Watch this. I've got a scripture here in Hebrews 2, 8. Hebrews chapter 2, verse 8. Watch this. You have put all things in subjection under his feet. Talking about Jesus. It's a done deal, my friends. For in that he put all in subjection under him. He left nothing that is not put under him. But now we see not yet all things put under him. It's a done deal. Listen, Satan is under the feet of Jesus. He's got his foot. Jesus has his foot on his neck right now. His head is being crushed. He will always feel the crushing blow of Jesus from what Jesus did through humility and weakness and obedience to that commandment given him at the cross. That's why it's of urgent and the most greatest necessity that the church keep their faith in what crushed the head of the enemy. You can scream. At, I'm amazed at the people that try to talk to the devil. He doesn't deserve your attention. He doesn't deserve to hear your voice. It, listen, if you, if you want the devil to hear from you, you just keep trusting in that, that head crushing sacrifice of Jesus Christ that crushed his head. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You, all these folks screaming at the devil, talking to the devil. He don't deserve the time of day from the redeemed. He don't deserve to hear my voice. If I want him to hear from me, I will just bear in and focus more than ever on what that was that crushed his head, took the power of death away him, and has assigned him a place in eternal lake of fire forever and ever. Glory to God has removed the power of death from him. I don't need to talk to him. I don't need to talk about him very much unless I'm teaching how defeated he is, how much of a liar he is. But I don't carry on conversations with the devil because I've got a Jesus to talk to now. I've got a heavenly father to talk to now. I'm not giving my time of day to somebody who ain't worth hearing, Ain't worth being in a conversation with. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He's a defeated foe. And I'm amazed at the people that think they can overcome him by shouting him down and telling him what he ain't going to do. And while they're telling him what he's not going to do, he's ripping their lives apart. If you want to see the devil 
the devil's head crushed in manifestation in your life. If you want to see him as he is, as only a roaring as a lion. His roar is only as a lion. Then you just keep looking unto Calvary, my friend. And the God of peace is going to brew, shall, will brew Satan under your feet shortly. That word has two meanings. You look that word shortly up, it's got two strong meanings. One means a specific place and a specific time. And the other one means it's coming soon. It's hastily coming. It might be before I finish this broadcast. I'm telling you, Satan is already crushed under the feet of Jesus. It happened at Calvary. And he is soon going to be manifestly crushed under your feet. It's going to be seen. And Paul says that and then he says the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. That word amen means so be it. Hallelujah. Well, you wouldn't believe it. We're having so much time praising God, looking at the truth of Jesus in the word, learning the way of the cross, the wisdom of the cross in this great letter to the Roman church and to you and me that we've run out of time. Isn't it something how you always run out of time? I'm glad there's coming a day when there won't be no running out of time. Time is all we'll have to praise God, to worship God, and to be used by Him without the hindrance of any devil, any flesh, any world. Hallelujah, it's coming, and it's coming to a theater near you soon. I pray God would bless you and that grace would be upon your life flowing into your heart every day as you look to Jesus and what he accomplished for you there. We're praying for you. You pray for us. Join us every Monday and Thursday morning right here live on my Pastor Curtis Facebook page or you can watch later again on the Curtis Hutchinson 316 YouTube channel. Make sure you go to that YouTube channel and subscribe because I can't uh, stream live with this Mevo camera anymore until I get 1,000 subscribers and I like about 135 reaching that point. So help us however you can. Share the, uh, the YouTube channel online. I don't care if you don't go to church here or where. I don't care. Just help us reach that 1,000 uh, subscriber mark so we can be live on YouTube at the same time using this Mevo camera. We do love you and we're praying for you. Don't forget to sow into good ground. Don't make, don't, let, don't make money. Don't allow money to rule over you. You, according to God's word, child of God, rule over your money and do what God's called you to do with it. Bring that tithes and offering into the house of God, into the storehouse, and then sow where you're learning the truth of God's word, where you're being encouraged, edified, exhorted and pointed in the right direction to the light of who Christ is and what he did at Calvary. I'll see you Thursday morning. Until then, God bless you. We love you. And stay determined to know absolutely nothing but Christ and him crucified. We'll see you then.